0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Vasquez-Scales, at your disposal. of femininity versus masculinity. Reloaded. Trilogy. Consummating the betrothed. She arose, the siren, descendant of Hestia, deemed chaste and undefiled, gracefully arose to an implosion evoked by an unbeknownst menage a sparked by the seductive solstice coupled with the still of wintry dawn alongside she, the recently betrothed, to self, that is. Kundalini magnifying, swelling, slicing into a pool of fluidity, iridescent solar beams caressed her unspoiled flesh as polyrhythmic frequencies diffuse the master suite, engulfing her, replenishing her, revitalizing her from root to crown igniting the climactic tertiary eye now aroused, ripe for the taking, consummating her newfound self and confirming her arrival and the gumption to bask in the sheer essence of unadulterated presence. Welcome back yet again, ladies and gentlemen. In a prior episode, we dove into female empowerment by virtue of channeling feminine energy backed by popular demand and a dire need to unearth and illustrate the differentiation of masculine and feminine energy, hence, I present to you this encore broadcast. Moreover, we'd explored the sentiments of others on the subject at hand, masculine and feminine characteristics, what I refer to as male and female constitutions. Those were also illustrated by virtue of words, of course. Without further ado, let's delve into what makes a woman insatiable to men. Granted, we've embarked upon what fuels a woman's appeal, her allure, the saga continues. And I hope you enjoyed the prelude, that is, a poetic prelude. All original, by yours truly. So let's proceed, my dearest listeners. But beforehand, I'd like to pose a few thought-provoking questions. What does the recipe for an insatiable woman encompass? What hat do you wear? Do you don the garment of masculinity or femininity? And does the modern siren truly prevail in this era of ours? So let's begin uh, by exploring a shared finding. And this is happypartnersproject.com, a blog titled, Polarity in Relationships, Masculine and Feminine Aren't Myths, But Biology, How Men and Women's Brains are Programmed Differently for Conflict, Mistakes, and Resolution. So I'm giving you the abridged article of these shared findings, of course. So let's discuss, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me, it's become, as a quote, <laughs> it's become quite the debate in the battle of the sexist dialogue. Are men and women equal and the same? Equal and equally capable, absolutely. The same? Far from it, I must agree. I concur, ladies and gentlemen. Some researchers argue, per the author, that the brains of men and women are wired differently. Indeed, they are. The male brain is wired from front to back, with few connections across the two hemispheres, and women, on the other hand, have more wiring from left to right. So the two hemispheres are more interconnected, and that's in psychology today. So let's begin, again, um, paraphrasing the words of the author by discussing the difference between masculine and feminine energy. For those of you all who may be tuning in for the first time on this subject, uh, let's go ahead and define this for clarity's sake. So then we'll go into how men and women are designed to handle and respond to stress, to conflict, to communication, and to mistakes differently. And yes, this this episode has been inspired... um, by personal personal encounters (laughs) and the communication realm between man and woman masculine and feminine energy that is so again getting back to the author we can then understand the importance of polarity in relationships and the dynamics that are at play in relationships when that polarity is off kilter so polarity the masculine and feminine explain. So in every person, there exists two poles. Just as we have the North Pole and the South Pole, we have the East and we have the West, there lies masculine and feminine. Uh, So each person is comprised of his or her own unique balance of masculine and feminine energies. The author refers to heterosexual relationships versus same-sex relationships because it's what, they're most familiar with however if you are in a same sex or same gender relationship you can apply these principles to whoever the more masculine dominant and feminine dominant person is in the relationship so okay so our bodies and their hormone hormonal needs and expression vary based upon our sex this is not to say again per the author that we need to adhere to age old gender roles but denying our differences is just as toxic toxic as suppressing or overexpressing stereotypical gender roles so masculine energies feminine and feminine energies each are completely different as we've established and yet all embody a combination of both polarities in a heterosexual relationship men typically experience a higher ratio of tendencies that fall into masculine core here's some of these characteristics detachment independence analytical problem-solving Competitive, whereas women experience a higher ratio of tendencies that fall into the following core characteristics: feminine core characteristics, attachment, emotional interdependence, intuitive, intuitive nurturing, and cooperative. Okay. So, couples fall into discord when a man has defaulted too far over into his feminine tendencies and or when a woman is operating from her masculine tendencies and doesn't have an opportunity to relax back into her feminine core. The outcome could look like anger, depression, frustration, a lot of fighting, a lot of discord, conflict, misunderstandings, emasculation on the man's side and the woman feeling like as though she's done everything and she doesn't have any support safety or clarity from her partner. It can also look look like lack of connection, sexual and physical and eventually complete alienation of affection and attention. And this imbalance often commences with the different ways men and women are wired to manage conflict and stress. Each has different communication styles and each handles mistakes very differently. There's a clear distinction. How men and women are wired to handle stress conflict, and mistakes. So when it comes to handling stress, the way that masculine energy will cope with this is to retreat. So author John Gray calls this cave time. To manage conflict and stress, men detach into into independence. They turn inward. They go internal to problem solve and find a solution. They turn inward to work it out in their minds. The feminine energy, on the contrary, will go into connection, interdependence, collaboration, she'll reach out to her community to discuss her problems, the man, the masculine, wants to get away from the problems until he has solutions, whereas the woman wants to connect and experience empathy and support around the problems. This is also a play in their problem-solving strategy, so the masculine will take action as what, as masculine energy is designed to do, take action. He needs to resolve the situation. He needs to figure it out and go into his own space, deliberate with himself and come to a conclusion about immediate action. If he's unable to come or reach a a short-term conclusion, he needs to let it go until he can take action. The feminine energy reaches out for support when it comes to problem solving. She likes to discuss her issues. She likes to talk about the problems and gather information before returning the table to face the challenge and when it comes to mistakes that have been made again the masculine energy is very action driven to find the solution while the feminine tends to express empathy and regret that the mistake even happened she then tries to make up for that mistake being made so why does this all matter it matters because these distinctions distinctions demonstrate the different makeup that the masculine and feminine feminine have in their energies and motivations and when each person is operating in his or her unique polarity when both parties are fully expressed in their natural energies and their natural states it drives passion connection understanding and leads to a healthy relationship overall when the polarity is out of balance the relationship begins to there's the a dissolution, There's um, it, it, there's disharmony with more frequent misunderstandings, disconnection, nagging, and ultimately a complete breakdown in sexual intimacy. So the masculine will often retreat to solve problems rather than going into connection with others to find solutions. It's important to understand that when a woman sees her man retreating or leaving a conversational conflict, she often will read into that as a lack of connection. She sees his departure as abandonment and as unhealthy for their relationship because it's in direct conflict to how she is biologically programmed to handle problems. Her makeup and her tendency is to go into communication and to express empathy and to gather support and communicate around that problem, whereas her masculine partner's tendency is to retreat, as we've established, to go into his own space to to develop a solution and come up with an action plan and then return back when he can communicate that action plan or when he can actually take action. Conversely, when a man sees that his woman is going into her feminine coping skills or of reaching out to her friends, speaking to her community, it can often look like she's attempting to make an assassination on him with her girlfriends and rally support and rally more arsenal, a better army to come back at him with when he's trying to defend himself we'll get to defending himself later when we revisit this on the masculine and the feminine. So have you seen this at play in your own relationship? Guys, have you noticed that your woman will reach out to all of her friends, her mom, sisters, family, yada, 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 when in conflict, um, uh, to get an understanding of what's going on and really refer to her tribe, if you will. And have you noticed that you go into your own private space to formulate an action plan to find a solution, to figure out How to rectify your mistake with action versus rectify your mistake with understanding. Women, have you noticed when your man retreats into his own space? Have you taken that as a symbol of him not wanting to be in connection with you? As him not being interested in really finding solution and empathy and working together when coming up with a creative, creative outcome to your discomfort or your conflict? Perhaps this breakdown of the biological tendencies of masculine and feminine will actually bring more empathy and more understanding into your relationship. Biologically, the sexes simply operate differently when fully expressed in their native core energies. A woman fully expressed in her feminine can identify when her man is activated in his masculine core that he's actually finding ways to show up for her when he displays his action-oriented and solution-driven approach to managing her stress and emotions. A man, fully expressed in his masculine core can understand that when his lady goes to her tribe for consultation, that she's actually activated in her feminine and that that's her effort to be in service to the relationship. That is what it is to be in aligned polarity, polar states. And once that polarity is activated and appreciated, then divided couples will actually get back to a place of passion, connection. Love, understanding, and mutual movement. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so that's a snippet on that particular dynamic. So let's explore um, now. Sylvia, sylvias, sallow.com. Life coach, spiritual life coach, speaker, and author. This is her article on what is the difference between masculine and feminine energies. Let's further delve into defining it. Okay, just for clarity's sake. We all have masculine and feminine energies in our bodies as we've established. The masculine and feminine energy has nothing to do with gender. Okay? We have clearly indicated this and both man or male and female can tap into both essences. Typically, typically one of these, pardon me, energies is dominant, hence a man and woman can be predominantly feminine or masculine. You may recall a friend who is male, but he doesn't struggle to express his feelings, or the contrary, a female friend who who has the go and get, get up and go mindset, which is based on masculine energy. So the author would like to share what the difference between masculine, her definition of differentiating masculine and feminine energy. And for simplicity's sake, she's referring to feminine energy as she, describing that, and he referring to the masculine energy. But again, please bear in mind that both energies are beyond gender. It's not exclusive to gender, especially as it pertains to same-gender relationships. So what is feminine energy? Feminine energy is flowing and dynamic. Her moves can't be predicted or always explained with a rational mind. She is unrestricted by the social norms because she doesn't follow any rules other than guidance coming from her heart. She is like a river with countless meanders, sometimes quiet and patient, other times strong and rumbling. The core of feminine energy is a creation out of thin air. Unlike the masculine energy, the feminine energy does not need to supply 10 10 steps to manifestation. She embodies the frequency. Of that which she wishes to experience and then she attracts like a magnet nothing can resist her magnetizing nature and thus it must be hers hence the feminine energy does not need or re- to to go there's no no requirement to go out to the world to fetch it it comes her way it flows contrary to traditional opinions feminine energy is very powerful The feminine strength comes from her soul and knowing who she is. The feminine energy doesn't fear to descend to her shadows, far from it. She enjoys facing her inner demons because she recognizes that she meets her inner power in places where most are unwilling to travel. The feminine energy can see the possibilities that are invisible to the structured masculine energy. Thus, she can create opportunities that are in contradiction to logic and had been previously impossible. When a man or woman creates from their feminine energy, they tap into their intuition and receive guidance from their higher selves. One can best see how this creation works in the case of great genie like Nikola Tesla or Steve Jobs. When you operate from your pure feminine energy, it seems as if the laws don't apply to you. You can bend the rules and create paths that previously hadn't been thought possible. The feminine energy needs expression and creation, and without it, it evaporates, it dries out, it deteriorates. The feminine energy also recognizes when it's time to destroy and let go of the old to clear out space for something new. Hallelujah to that. (laughs) The feminine energy also knows when it's time to slow down and nurture new projects, ideas, or self Thus, it lives in accordance with the natural rhythms of death and rebirth. The feminine energy does not suppress her emotions. She recognizes that the emotions and feelings are valuable messengers, and thus she listens to their lessons. She is not afraid to feel, and she feels a great deal. She dives deep into depths of her soul and re-emerges stronger than ever before. The feminine energy also perceives time differently. She thinks in the circular motion rather than linear. Everything is interconnected and moves through own their own cycles. For the feminine, energy is not about how to get from point A to B. Rather, it's about how to get to any destination she wants, even if it's not on the map. If she needs to, she creates a wormhole hole to travel lighter and faster. So what is the masculine energy? On the contrary, the masculine energy is stable and more predictable. Its strengths are willpower, clarity, and focus. The masculine energy... Likes to create structures and rules so it knows how to apply the logic correctly. Another way to look at the masculine energy is as knowledge, whereas the feminine is knowing. The knowledge is static with precise dimensions and exact design, whereas knowing is forever changing. It's not a level of knowledge to be achieved because once you get there, it opens new possibilities and thus it inspires you to grow further. The pure masculine energy has the gift of clarity, so it knows. What needs to be done to achieve something, there's no confusion or lack of direction uh, which blinds the masculine because it can cut with his with sword of knowledge through any unclarity. He is the master of planning and laying out the guidelines that are based on logic and experience. The masculine energy is protective, thus he can smell danger from afar and make sure that nothing threatens him or his beloved ones. He fights for what he loves and finds ways to achieve his goals. Since clarity and focus are one of the greatest gifts of masculine energy, he is brutally brutally honest. He doesn't want to buy likeness and he doesn't care what others think because he stands up for the right things. Hence, he says what he thinks and doesn't belittle himself to play any games. If others don't like it, they're free to leave. Another jewel of masculine energy is righteousness, the masculine does the right thing, even if it needs more hardship for himself. He doesn't raise one side over another because he's righteous. Thus, the masculine energy is perfect for shaping his fate into destiny and following his life purpose. Sometimes following the life purpose means that we need to make compromises and leave from places we love, but we know they no longer serve us. The masculine energy thinks in the linear mode, thus he knows that to achieve C, he needs to go from A to B first. Thus, he usually follows the plan. But when the plan is in contradiction to his beliefs, he's able to create a new plan that reflects his values. Voila! There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, so now, I like, come on, let's touch, revisit what makes a woman irresistible to men. So now that we've defined these characteristics, Let's revert back to feminine, femininity. So these are 13 special qualities that make a woman irresistible to a man. And this is yourtango.com. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. It may sound cliched, but did you know that during the first five minutes of your meeting with a man, he's already formed an opinion of you? Many times we wish for the right people to come into our lives, and we don't understand why. We can never seem to attract them. So what makes a woman irresistible to men? What exactly are men looking for in a woman? This is a question that seems to elude most single women. So it's New Year's Eve and a group of us all friends are gathered around a cozy fire facing Lake Arrowhead in this chilly but clear night. There are many single smart men in our group and the conversation steers toward what exactly it is that single men are looking for in a woman. So. It's quite simple. So, Elaine's story is narrated here. It encompasses everything that men initially find most attractive in a woman. Elaine happens to be at the polo lounge of the Beverly Hills Hotel on this Friday evening. He's just come out of a long and tedious meeting, and he's ready to spend a laid-back evening just listening to the wonderful live music and later get a bite to eat before going back to his bachelor pad. Alain is simple, single, in his, in his late 30s. He's been so busy growing his law practice at these, these past few years that he's, he hasn't had the time for a relationship. So some evenings, such as this one, he wishes he had someone significant to share his life with. His friends are all married now and weekends are starting, beginning to feel somewhat lonely. Even though he's been introduced to a few women, he doesn't, just doesn't feel that they're for him. So on this particular evening, He's seated at the bar, savoring his glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, sipping slowly, deeply immersed in his thoughts. Just then, he looks up and sees a very attractive woman walk in and order a drink at the bar. So he notices her profile, her silky brown hair, tucked behind one ear, and she's wearing a soft, lilac-colored dress. She turns to look at the crowd, and Alain sees her hazel-colored eyes and her bright, warm smile. Their eyes lock. She's pretty and carries herself confidently. Alain doesn't look away and neither does she. This lasts for a nice long moment. He considers walking over to the end of the bar where she's standing now with a girlfriend who's just joined her and introducing himself. He wonders if she's single. He hopes she will not think he's one of those men who inevitably hang out at bars chasing women so he hesitates, feeling quite shy now. He wonders, what exactly am I looking for in a moment? It's been far too long. Since he dated anyone, let alone met anyone with whom he felt as if the first meeting could turn into a first date. His past encounters have been quite disappointing. So for a woman to capture his heart, he wishes for her to have these qualities. Number one is confidence. She doesn't have to have a doesn't have to have a big ego, my dear, but she feels secure in who she is and assumes she is awesome in her own right. She commands respect merely by the way she carries herself. She knows how to set boundaries and take care of her emotional needs. She knows that she is genuinely interested in finding out what is also awesome about the man she has just met. Visual being that he is, little escapes his notice as he appreciates how she carries herself, the clothes she's wearing, her walk, her hair, her all. Confidence in a woman is very attractive and actually very sexy. So physical magnetism is number two. So what makes a woman irresistible and initially attracts a man is body language. Throughout her appearances, she's well-groomed and takes pride in every detail of her appearance, not merely the clothes she's wearing or, the, or the, her hair and makeup. She looks both well-dressed and sexually appealing as has the little things, like well-manicured nails, good oral hygiene, a soft and subtle scent instead of reeking of perfume men notice all the little details and appreciate a woman who takes care of her appearance from the inside out. Number three is a tasteful, tasteful sense of humor. Simply stated, a woman whose smile shows that she is generally a happy person. She is, a shallow, she is not shallow and does not laugh too often or too long at what may not be funny enough, nor does she agree to too quickly before he has expressed any actual points or ideas either. And above all, she is never sarcastically funny or makes jokes at her date's expense. She's sincere and skips the sharp edge to wit. Number four is full on, full on presence. She is focused on what a man is saying instead of fidgeting with her napkin, her hair, or shuffling through other thoughts such as, I wonder what he does, or how do I look, or will he be the guy I marry. Her mind is totally, totally clear as she hears the words of the man she is with instead of being mentally distracted. She looks at him while he's talking and is really committed to listening intuitively. He can feel her attention, her eyes on his lips and her reaction to the words he's saying. 5. Passion. She is passionate about herself, her beliefs, what's important to her in the world. She is passionate when sharing her ideas, her hobby, her job, her art, her family, or anything that she's into it doesn't matter what it is that she's conveying she's letting him know what she wants in life and what she's actively pursuing so number six is intelligence a woman who can hold a respectful respectable and intelligent conversation is admirable she proves that she can hold her own in any setting at any meeting in any restaurant or at a family event and gathering. She is a woman he is proud to introduce to his family and friends. Number seven is independence. Men admire a woman who has a fulfilling desire life, who has lots of friends, has activities that she loves to get involved in, whose work is very fulfilling to her, who is independent, and who does not depend on him for her happiness. Hmm. I beg to differ about that latter part. Number eight is appreciation. Any woman who shows her appreciation for all that her partner does wins his heart. Acknowledgement and appreciation are the fuel a man runs on in a relationship. More than anything, he needs her to understand and validate him and to let him know that he makes her happy by all that he brings to the relationship. Number nine is value. Men like to know that they're providing something of great value to the relationship, a sense of mission and purpose. A woman who makes a man feel needed and valued makes him want to love and care for her more deeply. 10. Loyalty. For men, love is loyalty. They appreciate a woman who will stand by them no matter what happens. This includes setbacks of life. For example, if his business sees a downturn and he can't bring home as much as he used to, or if his health suffers and he needs her to stand by and nurture him. If her loyalty is real, and unimpeachable she will have him for life. Number 11 is calm demeanor. A healthy masculine man is turned off by a woman who is too talkative or who brags about herself and her accomplishments. He cannot hold on to his masculinity in her presence and will either feel emasculated or leave. He appreciates a woman with a calm presence. 12 knows how to receive. She loves to feel cherished and pampered, to have the man open the car door for her, to take care of, of her, hold her hand when crossing the streets, and to be attentive to her, and restaurants, and among friends and family. She feels nurtured and safe and protected, and her graciousness makes the man feel he is needed and valued. He sees through his actions that she's happy, and because she appreciates and acknowledges him, he feels like he's won her over. Thirteen. Last but not least trusted her own opinion. He respects a woman who knows and trusts in what she wants and is comfortable in expressing her opinions and her needs. Forming opinions of him based on what her family, her friends or family thinks, mentally inviting people to sit on the judges panel and perhaps disqualify him immediately after they meet is a big mistake. He does not give her an opportunity to get to know the real person he is. Many women have the habit of testing the man they meet on their first date, rather than giving themselves permission to discover what exactly they may like about one another. There you have it. So, the scene painted here clearly shows what draws men to want to know you better in the initial stage of, stages of courtship a man who is courting is ready to commit soon after he meets you he is drawn at first to your outward beauty and within minutes of having a dialogue with you he knows if you have potential he then pers- begins to be- pursue you with dates phone calls and little gestures such as gifts flowers and cards he is in essence saying that he has met a, a woman who could be who could be his potential lover wife mother of his children and he's committed to entering a long-term, monogamous relationship with you that may or may not culminate into marriage. It doesn't matter how good you are for each other until you understand what makes a woman irresistible, what men are looking for, what drives and motivates them, what their priorities are, and what love means to them, your plans, your dreams, your, and your desires for a solid relationship may well be for nothing. Men don't love us for what we do, they love us for who we Stated. It. it is a myth that men are intimidated by a strong woman. In reality, it's not that men don't want an independent woman, but they want to feel their value of value and that they are needed for something. They want to feel like they're contributing added value in some way to the relationship and that you need them. Not that you couldn't survive without them, but that they really add a tremendous amount to your life. Men are also clueless for the most part, and since they don't come with mind-reading capabilities, they're looking at you to tell them what you like and dislike. Men are simple beings. There are three main things that matter to them. It is their mission in life. Happy and fulfilled men are mainly driven by who they are, what they do, and how much they make. Stability is important to them because they want nothing more and to make sure they can provide for and protect their family. They want to feel needed and appreciated, and they want your loyalty. They want to impress you, either by their resources, their history, their wit, or intelligence. They need to, to think that you can make them happy by giving you what you need, what they think you need. Their love is really as simple and as direct as this. If you can lavish praise and let your partner win and be acknowledged without feeling like you're losing your power, it makes you magnetic to his love. If you can make him feel he has your support and understanding his vision, focusing on his dreams and implementing his plan while you're nurturing him and letting him know how much you appreciate him, then the world is your oyster. There is nothing a man will not do for you when he knows how much you care that you're behind him and cheering him on. and Lily read. Okay, so I did want to segue, I'd like to skim a few other finds, ladies and gentlemen. Some of these may be redundant, but how to be a magnet, what are a man magnet treats? I'm just gonna list these. All women want to be her. All women want to be to be that vixen who's a total man magnet. She enters a room, effortlessly, effortlessly strikes up a conversation with the most gorgeous guy in the joint, and within minutes, he's practically proposing to her. All women want to be the woman who scores the exact type of guy she wants and gets the ring within a year. Unfortunately, unfortunately, many women often feel like they're the complete opposite. They don't have scores of men calling them and asking them out on dates feeling insecure and awkward when they try to, stop, stop, to strike up a conversation with a handsome man. Any woman, no matter how rough her romantic history or how low her self-esteem has the potential to transform herself into the type of confident and self-assured woman who effortlessly attracts high-quality men, becoming an irresistible woman is about cultivating certain traits and operating under a specific type of mindset. So a mag- magnetic female attraction, all you need to know. We've already embarked upon what makes a woman fully magnetic and irresistible. Um, to men, some may ask slender body, full head, full lips. It would be a lie to tell you that those things don't matter. Human beings are very visual creatures, and this is especially true of the less fair sex. Men often make this decision to initially pursue a woman based solely on appearances, whereas women will sometimes pursue a man who isn't particularly attractive to them, but who possesses a personality or a sense of humor to which they gravitate. Okay, so let's get down to brass tacks. Rule number one, what a man finds irresistible in a woman, a man magnet controls her own narrative and cultivates the right mindset. Number two. A man magnet does not need a man. Hmm. Number three. A man magnet is mysterious. Number four. A man magnet doesn't chase a man. Number five. Well, actually, well, there you have it. So you can be, be irresistible. And um, when you know how to do this, you'll truly be able to deeply connect with a man. You can find the complete article on this at, on, at Get X Back for Good, getxbackforgood.com. I implore you to listen to, to explore it in greater depth. All right, let's toggle over. Explore some snippets of are you magnetic- are you magnetically attractive five ways to be irresistibly desirable and this is from uh, saida okay? dot .com so let's go ahead and get down to it so how do we go about generating and, mag- and maintaining magnetism the first is to recognize that it, that it is something you're naturally born with. All mammals have the ability to attract. Number two is to let go of false ideas about attraction and turn your attention towards what really matters, the quality of who you are. Number three is to begin to have a deeper relationship with your own magnetic current. Your current is your aliveness. It's the vibrant pulse that animates every cell in your being being Shaped by the condition of your psyche, therefore examining your beliefs and definitions is essential to letting go of your false attractiveness and igniting your true magnetic capacity. Number four, explore if there is any part of you that is polarized, as we've, discussed, as we've embarked upon initially. On one hand, you desire to be irresistibly desirable, and on the other, you fear what will happen if you do attract attention. So, number five, discover and cultivate more of what ignites you. No one is attracted to a person who is self loathing, postured, or false, and needy yet a turn on. Vibrant, self adoring, and fulfilled woman is hard to, to ignore. Magnetism, magnetism is fascinating, it adds color to our world and invites us to truly live from the truth that we do not have to do anything to attract anyone. When we live a magnetic life, we relax and trust our natural ability to bring into our life everything, I mean everything we desire. By being being relaxed and fulfilled, we, we become a fascinating mystery because so few of us actually live like this. It is a type of attractiveness which has longevity. Okay. It's cruising and moving right along, getting down to the wire. Okay, so I couldn't resist this particular finding, storypick.com, nine reasons why men fall for damsels in distress, okay, so according to the author a few months back, he was talking to a friend about the most recent girl he had a crush on, and somehow they segued into analyzing all the girls he had been crushing on since one year, including his ex-girlfriend, Surprisingly, they noticed a pattern. All of them became close to him by telling their sob stories and how the world had been unfair to them. And that's when it struck him. He is attracted to women in distress, or the ones who pretend to be in one, and he admitted to it. So women on the other hand ab- ab- women on the other hand abhor damsels in distress. Who will who will like a girl whining about her hair is messy all the time, or how this is This other popular girl doesn't deserve all the attention she gets. And they won't stop until you tell them, no, your hair is absolutely gorgeous or you're totally more talented than than her. They survive on sympathy because that is the only thing that makes them feel good about themselves. If it isn't clear yet, I don't like damsels in distress. But what is it about these phony, suffering, pain-in-the-bleep-type girls that attract men? I did some reading and talked to a bunch of guys about this mysterious attraction and obsession. Here are the points which somewhat explain the situation. Number one is men think these are the, the women who will treat them like men. We all live in a patriarchal society where the term like a girl is degrading for some reason. So if you're a guy and your group of friends tease you by saying that you throw like a girl or run like a girl, you become insecure about your masculinity. And these girls who need your help Even for getting out of the bed makes you feel like a man. So number two, damsels in distress are easily approachable. Guys think of so many strategies and pick lines before approaching a girl. Will she like my thinking or my approach or my style is what every guy thinks before making a move. But to hit it off with a damsel in in distress, all a guy has to do is help the girl to do something she has not been able to do at that time. Believe me there will be something. So either she'll be struggling with her chair or will be confused about how to order a drink. All a guy has to do is go and finish the job. Number five is favor for favor. Men have the tendency to expect things from women in return of their Z plus security and all the masculine help. So when a guy is there all the time to listen to a girl's Greek tragedy and console her, then he will expect some things in return. That too quickly. Number four, damsels in distress are very easy to please. Like I mentioned earlier, they survive on sympathy. They will welcome any and every person who suffices their needs and is always, always there to help them. So if a guy wants to win over a damsel in distress, he has to to do, all he has to do is understand their plight. Yes, baby, that professor has been unfair to you and that girl has been a B word to you and that guy who thinks you are ugly is not a good person. You're absolutely right and sordid. Number five, these girls boost up the man's ego. Up until now, the guy was feeling that he's not good enough for anything, or that he hasn't affected any life, and that his presence or absence doesn't make a difference. But suddenly, this girl who cannot open a jar and thinks that it's the most difficult job in the world asks the guy to open it, and he does. Now he's he is he is the the invincible king of the world. He opened a blink a, a, a freaking jar. That's huge. Number six, men become their superman or knight in shining armor. How will it make you feel if you save a person's life, get that person out of depression, make them feel loved and needed, and give a purpose to their life? This is exactly how men feel. The only difference is this time it's delusional. Number seven. Men get a sense of authority that they can make the girl's decision for her, and why wouldn't they? When the girl is totally dependent on the man for the tiniest of her tasks, he will get this idea that he can make decisions for her, and that is one of the things that make men like such girls. Number eight, men think this is how it is supposed to be, thanks to movies. We have grown up watching Snow White and Superman, where all that woman does is, to, is be pretty, and wait for the man to rescue her what do you expect number nine weakness is men's biggest weakness men like to fix things we've cleared that solve problems and make the person suffering from that problem happy it sounds sweet if we put it that way but then that is their basic behavior they want to feel needed and want to feel strong voila Magnifique. Okay, last but not least, here's power to love. And for you ladies out there, you feminine energy entities out there, this is an abridged finding titled Loving from Your Feminine Core on PowerTolove.com loving from your feminine energy is easy when you understand the balance between your feminine and masculine energies yin versus yang masculine versus feminine giving versus receiving initiating versus responding no matter how you understand it there's a balance of opposite energy within you feminine energy again just to recap is feeling being receiving creativity expressing yourself masculine energy is very powerful. It's the moving and doing part of your life. It helps you to get places. It's forceful. Here's some examples of masculine energy, some characteristics, doing, getting things done, controlling, thinking, taking action, and making decisions. While your masculine energy is just as important as your feminine energy, because it's how you get things done in life, masculine energy has a repelling and pushing effect in love interactions with a man. So a masculine man craves your feminine energy, not your masculine energy. There you go. Your masculine masculine energy repels and pushes at his natural masculine tenis, tendencies as we've established. So the balance begins by recognizing that your masculine energy and recognizing your ma- masculine energy, but embracing your feminine energy. So the author encourages you to let your feminine energy lead you in positive words, actions, and thoughts. Let your masculine energy allow it to get you where you want to be and take care of what you need to. But also allow feminine energy to shine bright with the love you have inside of you. All love not just is not just romantic. Your feminine energy is key, is paramount to finding the balance between the love you have for yourself and the kind of love that you want to receive in your relationship. So worded, articulated differently, feminine energy is about loving yourself and then recognizing and accepting love from someone else. Embracing this balance changes the way you speak and act. All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that, I hope you've extracted a plethora, I do mean a plethora, a barrage of noteworthy information. By all means, please, pretty please with Sugar on top, exercise it in your daily lives. I'd like to applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, for all of your unwavering support amid the years, as always. Moreover, I extend my utmost gratitude to all of you, all of you listeners spanning the globe. This radio show and movement, does still rest upon your very broad shoulders, so I humbly employ your continued listenership. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez Scales, signing off.